What's up, everybody? It's Kiwi, and you're watching another edition of the Weekly Ritual, Ghost Cult's new show right here on YouTube. Uh, super glad to be back. It's our weekly show. Three more weeks left in the year, basically, two. And uh, we're here to count everything down, recall the stories of the week, and give it to you straight. All the music news and no bullshit. Talking M-E-T-A-L. I'm here. You're there. Let's go do this thing. We're streaming live on all the things, so I appreciate you joining us. I'm joined this week by my co-host, Shark Guy. Hello, Shark Guy. Yep, that's how it's going, sharking it up. So, you know the lay of the land. We do the show. We do the announcements, some pre-show details that we like to share with you, and then we bring it all in for you, major festival news, concerts and tours, all the big stories of the week. New music out for this weekend. Something cool for my mailbag. And then we bounce. So that's what we're doing. Uh, as you know, you can give us a super thanks or a super chat on YouTube or subscribe to us now on YouTube for a nominal fee. And we will give you some priority love to your questions. But we're going to chop it up here with you also on Instagram and TikTok answering all your questions. We prefer to get, so we appreciate and prefer to get some tips, but we'll probably answer all your questions anyway. So here we go. So it's basically almost Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. We're going to do the damn thing. We are. This is our second live stream of the day and our second podcast. So if you saw us earlier on Instagram, thanks for being here. And uh, if you're on TikTok, thanks for being back. We appreciate you all. So let's do this thing that was the housekeeping. Here's the announcements. First and foremost, this entire show this week is dedicated to Florida guitar luthier Sonia Ramos, uh, Sonia Shredder on Instagram, a well-loved person in the community, works with a lot of metal bands, makes custom guitars, uh, you know, guitars and metal is her life. She has stage four cancer and it's pretty bad. Her family has set up a GoFundMe for her and there is a benefit concert this week for her. If you're watching this on the streaming channels like YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter, you're watching the little deck in the corner and you can see the details. We're going to link the GoFundMe. We're going to link the show in case you are in the Flo Hollywood, Florida area. And obviously our thoughts and all our strength and good wishes are going to Sonia as she fights her battle against cancer. So this whole show goes out to her and we appreciate her and all she's done for us. So let's try to do something nice for her at this tough time in her life. So, time for some feature stuff on top of that news. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, dispense with the pleasantries. Uh, we mentioned last week we got to 800,000 views on YouTube, closing in on that million mark, which would be really sweet. We've got about almost 4,300 subs. If you're watching this uh, live on YouTube and you came across our content or you watched our interviews, give us a sub. We appreciate it. Follow us where you can. We we appreciate the support. It means a lot to us. I was also going to share some stuff from our YouTube wrapped, just like your Spotify wrapped. Everybody's doing a wrap now. So our most watched video of the year, no surprise, Fat Mike of No Effects. Almost 23,000 views on that one interview. It's pretty great. One of our biggest interviews ever, maybe our third biggest interview ever behind High Lung and Jinx, Jinx Dawson of Coven, who we just covered. We love quite a lot. Uh, our top short of the year was Lena Scissorhands. No surprise. 
of several bands, but uh, we will be hopefully chatting with her again about her band, Infected Rain, who has a new album coming early in 2024. Uh, surely one of my personally most anticipated albums of the year and super stoked for their new record and their new music. Some, some, get some lighting corrected there behind me. But anyway, uh, yep, uh, 1,200 plus new subs. Thank you so much. Almost a third, uh, oh, not quite a half. Yeah, almost a half of our lifetime views came this year. So that's crazy. Locked into vacancies here. What's up, y'all? Still trying to work out that interview with y'all. Uh, get at me in the email. I emailed uh, Dayami about doing an interview with y'all. So hopefully we get that organized soon before the holidays. We would like to help support your recent release of your EP. Moving right along to other things. You know, we're on all the socials. These, This is happening right now on social media. We're on all those things. If you want to follow us, give us a like, a follow. Our news is perpetual. Our content is perpetual. Music reviews every week. Concert reviews every week. Festival reviews often. Interviews all the time. Special content just for social media. We do all the things. It's pretty exhausting. Um... But if you're tired of social media, we're also on Discord and Reddit with our own private threads for both. So all our content goes right there. Posts from our website, all our big social media content and interviews, they all show up on these social networks. So feel free to get in there and join the conversation. Also on Twitch, if you're watching this on Twitch, we appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Surely jump in the comments and feel free to chop it up with us we get to see most of the comments here between the screens. So we're happy to hang out with you. Metalhead is here on TikTok. What's up, Metalhead? Good to see you. We, we are here for the rock and metal fans, but also we cover some other music that's not rock and metal sometimes. Just letting you know. Um, word. Uh, just a quick shout out. We did a... Uh, we do a, for around Black Friday, we dropped our annual holiday gift guide for Metalheads and Rockers. Most of the links are just us supporting brands and businesses we like. Killer Current Records is here. What's up? What's up? And, um, you know, we have all kinds of things. Where to buy merch, where to buy concert tickets, where to buy festival tickets, uh, where to get gear, where to get patches and pins for your battle vest, where to buy a vest to make a battle vest crossword puzzles, all the things, anything you could possibly think of, decor for your home as a metalhead. And one of the things we have is a list of books. We always do the books of the year. I read a lot of music industry and music books and memoirs and things like that. And so one of the books in our list is this book, Rock and Roll Crosswords, Volume 1 by Todd Santos. If you were on Instagram earlier today, you saw me and Todd go live and chop it up and talk about crossword puzzles and music trivia and all the rockers he's met and his journey as a fan in music. So definitely that's a book. You can get the link to that in our description. It's on Amazon, best place to get it in time for the holidays. A lot. It's already a little too late to get certain gifts shipped to you, but things that don't ever run out of style are concert tickets, merch, music. You can buy and gift a lot of things to people that'll get there either in time for the holidays or right after, or a gift for yourself. I know commercialism kind of sucks, but Sometimes we like having stuff. We like having merch. We like having vinyl. We like having things. But Todd is awesomely cool. I met him at Riot Fest, and we immediately became instantly bonded as friends. 
And I love the book. I love crossword puzzles. It's smart. It's fun. There's a lot of music trivia in it. I felt smarter after doing some of the puzzles even. So just just my two cents. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'll have a list of our top books of the year probably next week, and that's going to be probably one of them. Spoiler alert. Anwar is here on IG. What's up? What's up? Thanks for joining. Tinker is here. Nikki Todd is here on TikTok. Steve B. Good to see all of you. Greg, Billy Barrett, Volbeat Rocker, blah, biddy blah, 420. Got some funny, some funny folks here on the on the TikTok. So yeah, hang out with us and ask some questions. We're here to answer your questions and talk about rock and metal news. Uh, so we did our album of the year countdown all last week. And on Monday, we revealed the number one album of 2023 as voted on by our staff across the world. So this is not my personal choice or the fan vote. This is a vote from our staff. I think next year we'll do a fan vote. Uh, how would you guys feel about that? I think people seem to like those. Uh, but our number one album of the year was, well, too soon. Our number one album of the year was supposed to be there. It was Black Braid. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, Black Braids, Black Braid 2. Uh, we have normally, normally when it comes to the staff voting, we have such a diverse taste among all the staffers. It's hard to get a consensus number one. We've had a couple of close votes in the past. Black Braid won by a pretty considerable amount, and it's the most DIY metal band we've ever had win our, our staff vote. Uh, normally, it's more main, a little more mainstreamy metal bands like Trivium and Deftones and Machine Head. So for Black Braid to win, I thought it was pretty special. And we got a quote from the leader of Black Braid, John, a.k.a. Sagasawa. And uh, if you like the black metal and just all things culty and one of the best releases of the year, go check it out. All the links are in our description, and you can find out all the things. Uh, for the album of the year countdown, we, we released 75 to number one. And we will continue to have end-of-year content with some guest posts, some staff picks, and other things till the new year. Draws Dead Things is here. What's up, Draws Dead Things? How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome to our live stream rock and metal news show, The Weekly Ritual. We were just talking about our album of the year, Black Braid, in case you happen to be a fan of black metal. So here's some sad news. Hey, Salt of the Earth Records is here on YouTube. What's up, Salt of the Earth Records? Good to see you. Thanks for showing up on these socials and on these live streams. It's nice to see you. So this is starting off the week with some sad news. We've got a couple of sad announcements of some passings. Uh, Kale Sane, the, the drummer of a bunch of hardcore bands and metallic hardcore bands, passed away. You probably know him best from Twitching Tongues and Ghost Mane, but he's also been in a bunch of affiliated other bands. Just died suddenly. Don't know why. Um, you know, his family asked for some privacy at this time. He, obviously, Twitching Tongues being, uh, including members of the Hard Lore podcast, they did a tribute episode to him already. They canceled their upcoming big awards thing they were going to do and all their streams for the rest of the year as they mourn the loss of their friend. The family has set up a GoFundMe, which we will also link in the description. Anti-Mazbeast is here. What's up again, Gabe? Thanks for being on two streams in the same day. I really appreciate you. So we just talked about some people who passed away. So just, you know, uh, just this tragic loss of a young guy. I think he was 31. So just very young guy to have passed. And uh, there's a GoFundMe to help support his family at this time for the funeral expenses. 
and and such. So check that out also. So here's the GoFundMe page. Also, just uh, in culture, pop culture, Ryan O'Neill, probably a little older than most of our target audience, but Ryan O'Neill, who was one of the GOAT actors of the 70s, died uh, after a long, long illness. His longtime partner was Farrah Fawcett, who died quite a long time ago. They have children together. Uh, but Ryan was an incredible leading man, kind of like the before Harrison Ford was a big superstar actor or before a Tom Cruise or before. He was like a great charismatic, dramatic, and comedic actor. And he was in a ton of great things. Most people uh, know this is a picture from Love Story with Ali McGraw, one of the biggest hit movies of all time, romantic comedies. And uh, he was a great actor and a great personality. And it's a shame that he passed. I grew up watching his movies most of my life. Also, also, you may not know this guy, but you definitely know his TV shows. Probably the greatest TV producer in history is Norman Lear. He invented All in the Family and Good Times and The Jeffersons and countless, countless shows. He was a genius of comedy. He was a great comedic writer, but he also is the reason that like a lot of television shows, even comedies became like very socially conscious in the 70s and 80s was because of Norman's social consciousness. And I think that's really important to bring that element in. I know people get very upset about too many people being woke all over the political spectrum these days, but you have to remember that we used to have a time in this country, I can only speak for America being American, but we used to have a time in this country where we just dug our heads under the sound, uh, dug our heads in the sand and never really talked about any of these things. We just pretended they didn't happen instead of facing them head on. So while I understand that, you know, some people are like, well, now it's too much the other way, but you have to appreciate that it was never, uh, certain things were never discussed, racism, sexism, uh, poverty. These things were never addressed. Uh, my personal favorite Norman Lear show is absolutely Good Times, but I couldn't find a good picture to use from Good Times for this. Um, that's some activity on TikTok, Howard Moon says, I should ban you. Uh, yeah, don't ban people. I mean, like, I don't know. Why are you trying to get banned? Be cool. Be a cool member of society in our community. Don't get try to be banned. That's fucking dumb. Uh, anyway. So album of the year stuff, Black Braid. Uh, interviews this week. We This is Tess and the Details, a pop punk band from the Bay Area. Their recent album, Runaway, is out on Double Helix Record, a very cool record label. I interviewed Tess. It's here on you. Tess and Gideon popped in for an interview with me to talk about all kinds of things and their awesome new record. And uh, their record release show is coming up later in the show. It's tomorrow at Bottom of the Hill, Friday, December 15th at Bottom of the Hill. I might be there. So if you're in the area and you like some pop punk, show up to the show. You might get to meet me because I think I'm going to roll through. Anywho, moving right along. This is Nitland. This is uh, Anatoly and Natalia. They are a Siberian from Siberia in Russia. And basically they do music that's very uh, on the scooters here. What's up, Scooter? On Scooter again. Also like Gabe of Anti-Mosby's the second time in one day to be on one of my live streams. But Nitland is this band. If you love Wardruda, if you love Highlug, if you love this sort of earthy, nature music for some reason metalheads love this back to earth stuff and uh nitland is no exception they're actually even a little more inventive and creative 
than the average band because they they also did kind of like a country version of one of their Norse folk songs. So it's kind of like a dark folk, Norse pagan-ish inspired, Siberian folklore in, inspired uh, music. So I think, if uh, you know, again, a soundtrack to Assassin's Creed. Seasoft is here. What's up? What's up on Instagram? So Knitland, check out that interview. Uh, I think it was like midnight, eight in the morning for me, midnight for Anatoly. It was crazy. And uh, wonderful interview, very interesting duo. And I hope they get to tour some more and get out of their country and get to explore the world and get on the same footing as a high lug or a Wadruna because they deserve it. Also, also, this is Fake Figures, which is kind of like an amalgam of Orange County hardcore and metalcore guys, including the very handsome fellow in the leather jacket with the beard is... uh, Travis Miguel of Atreyu. And so I interviewed Travis about Fake Figures, and we talked all about how that band came together. This is their second release. Their first with their drummer, who has now moved to lead vocals. Steve, I knew that, Mafa. You were going to dig it. I knew it. Mafa, one of my favorite hardcore records of the year. And I got a very special bit of hardcore, uh, a special hardcore thing if you make it to the end of the show. We'll see. This is going to be a rather long one, to be honest. Shouldn't say those things, but we're going to go long today because we went short last week. So we're going to go deep today. And I have a hardcore thing at the end that I think Scooter, you would appreciate as a hardcore fan. But Fake Figures, uh, kind of like a math rock, me- metalcore, math rock, post-hardcore band. And uh, From Within is their new EP. Self, Everything is DIY. I know Atreyu is on a major label. And other members in that group are from like Scars of Tomorrow and the Nations of Fire and things. Hello, Brian uh, XVX and Inner Strength Records. Welcome, Inner Strength Records. Good to see you here. Make sure you're pitching us your 2024 releases, Inner Strength Records. Make sure to email us for your stuff so we make sure we get you covered ahead of time instead of after uh, things come out. Um, but yeah, fake figures featuring Travis from Atreyu and a bunch of other cool guys. And you can check out my interview. And we talked a little bit about Atreyu's new three EP choice of putting out instead of a full record, three little EPs. So I dig that a lot. It was a nice little chat with Travis. We met him in person and he remembered me from meeting me in person. I guess I'm hard to forget with a face like this. Who could forget you? Anywho, uh, trying to see if there's anybody I'm missing here on TikTok. Somebody spamming about the stock market. I don't care. Also, uh, the uh, Ghost Cult has a podcast. This show will be a podcast. Some of our YouTube interviews end up as podcast versions. Sometimes we have just exclusive podcasts. I think we're going to do a lot more podcasts in 2024. Just the volume is going to grow. And I'm going to do all kinds of new kinds of content for our podcast. So make sure you check that out. I think this week we also reran our podcast interview with Emily Whitehurst. You might know her as the former singer of Tsunami Bomb. And she has a new solo album out. And she and I became like instant friends. Phil Duke Sound is here. What's up? She and I became pals immediately and bonded over a lot of cool things, synthwave and indie rock and punk rock. And that's a pretty cool chat. So if you like podcasts, it's on the podcast. If you like YouTube, you can look it up here on YouTube if you're watching here. And also, I was just did my uh, final session for the year with the Heavy Business Podcast as a guest. They sometimes co-host. Heavy Business is brought to you by C-Squared Marketing and PR, and they interview music industry people like me to give free advice to bands to help you unstick your career and get your music on track for releases. We don't sell anything. We just promote 
good ideas for the music industry and help DIY bands. LRJ Designs is here. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. Salty, they are so excellent. You are so correct. They are. Aaliyah and Curtis and the whole crew at C-Squared. And I'm sometimes a guest. They recently interviewed Craig and Lum from Heathen, who is also a music industry expert. He works at Nuclear Blast Records. They interviewed Justin Roth of War Curse, the great thrash metal and heavy metal band from Ohio. So they talk to all kinds of killer people. Also, because I don't have enough to do, I am the co-host of the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer Metal and Swearing, Vinyl, runs on deep dives of uh, discographies of bands. And in between our episodes, we sometimes do a chaser episode. So we just did, we broke up our current series on DRI with a s- interview smack dab in the middle and the interview running the uh, podcast that's running tomorrow. It'll be live wherever you listen to podcasts and here on YouTube at Glacially Musical. We unboxed a whole shitload of vinyl that Nick and I have been collecting and saving up. So we talked about buying vinyl, talked about our purchases, took them out, examined them, talked about the records a little bit with some mini review ideas. And uh, yeah, it's uh, educational. I always learn a lot from my partner. He's like a real diehard. uh, He's such a music collector on a level I'm really not. I do have some quite a few cool things, but he's so much smarter than me. And I always learn a lot from him. So I appreciate it. Check that out. Also, also just a reminder, we are part of the Lamb Goat Media Network. Lambgoat.com is another similar site to Ghost Cult. A bit bigger than we are, but we're part of their media network along with No Echo, New Metal Moment, This Day in Metal, Metal Insider, probably a few others I'm forgetting. And uh, if you're looking to help advertise your record label or band next year, definitely seek them out to be part of their our whole collective and also, we also have advertising opportunities here at Ghost Cult. The rates are going up in, Jan- in uh, January, but feel free to get it. Also, also just to shout out our affiliate partner, Sticker Mule, if you've got a band, a small business, a record label, for example, we can hook you up with Sticker Mule. Basically, our affiliate partner with Sticker Mule, if you sign up with our link in the description or our bio, in our link tree, you get $10 off your first order with them. We get $10 back. And it's a mutually great thing because honestly, we love Sticker Mule. We use their stuff. I don't, we don't promote anything we don't actually use ourselves. You've seen me show their stickers, which is their number one business, their die cut stickers, but they also do keychains, magnets, coasters, padded mailers, banners, shirts, all kinds of things. But stickers are their number one thing. You should definitely check them out. All righty. That was all the pre-show stuff, and now it's time for the news rundown. My stomach is grumbling a little bit. I haven't ate too much today. I think I'm going to have some tacos when this is all over. Just just, just before I get... Hey, Brooklyn Miss is back. Uh, here I am again, Brooklyn Miss. Thanks for joining. Yenny Camacho 7 is here. Good to see you. Good to see you. This is our weekly rock and metal news show. We dispense with all the pleasantries and all the... Minutiae and all our features this week, including our album of the year and our interview stuff. And now we're going to get into the news rundown with metal festivals. And there's a shit ton of them this week. Oh my God. So many. How it feels entering a festival and how it's going. So Milwaukee Metal Fest today added 11 new bands. uh, And it's pretty damn killer. This is shaping up to be one of the best metal festivals of the USA next year, along with the return of Maryland Death Fest 
and some other ones that haven't been announced yet, but this looks amazing. Um, your headliners are Blind Guardian and Mr. Bungle. I think Hammerfall just got added. Um, I'm pretty sure we have the full lineup here. I'll just read it off my website because what else would I do? Hammerfall, Testament, Soylent Green is back. Paleface Swiss exhumed. It dies today, also returning, I think, from a hiatus. Errors of Humanity. Casket Robbery. I'm just unintentionally wearing my Casket Robbery shirt. I swear to you. I was wearing this earlier today. Hell Witch, Belushi Speedball, and a few others. So, super fun. Oh, Brooklyn Miss and Scooter know each other? That's crazy. Is it from here or just, like, from New York City? Yes, but um, just so crazy that Soil and Green is, is on this thing. Just, uh, I'm so psyched they're coming back. I hope it doesn't mean that Goat Whore is taking uh, any time off. Um, they did put a record out a couple of years ago, so uh, maybe it's the end of their cycle and there's some time out there for Soil and Green from Brooklyn. All right, cool. Brooklyn crew. Uh, I will probably be back in New York at some point next year for a visit yet again, and maybe we'll do an in-person Ghost Cult hangout. That would be fun, right? Maddie Maverick is here. Hi, Maddie Maverick. What's up? Appreciate y'all here on TikTok. If anybody's got a question, if anybody's on YouTube and wants to drop us a super chat, your question will go to the top. And uh, love goat word. I'm not going to sing the love boat theme and insert goat in there, but I kind of want to now. Uh, but anyway, Milwaukee Metal Fest looks dope. Beyond the Gates, we've been talking about them for three straight weeks. Beyond the Gates Festival announced a slew of bands and their daily running order. There's a ton of special shows and special events happening at this festival. This is in Norway next summer. Norway already has several of the best metal festivals in the world, including Inferno Fest. But Beyond the Gates looks insane, insanely sick. Three days in August in Norway. Also, also Heavy Psych Sounds. We covered Heavy Psych Sounds festivals all over the world, including America. They have announced their first two festivals for 2024 to take place in Italy in the spring. They usually do two cities in Italy. The label is from Italy. So Bongzilla, Mondo Generator, Ufo Mamut is back. Night Stalker, Night, uh, 1782, who's an absolute killer doom metal band. Kadabra, Mr. Bison, and a few others. Uh, just absolutely super killer they're going to add a whole bunch more bands so usually what they do is they have a saturday and a sunday and then the lineup switch cities for each day that's what they did here in uh california last year that's what they do sometimes so also a fine great heavy metal label i have many albums from heavy psych sounds if you love stone dune oh dwyer dude we covered their album and we were trying to set up an interview it didn't quite happen but uh yeah they are absolutely baller. They have such a raging record, super technical, progressive death metal, right? Like, so good. So good. So, yeah, uh, my, my belly is just like brr, growling. Another festival we've covered here at Ghost Call is Bottle Rock Napa. And I know when you think of Napa Valley and wine country, pinkies out, you don't think about metal. But they've actually had, like, quite a lot of heavy metal and rock. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, but also like Chili Peppers. This is Post Malone who headlined this year. Their holiday pre-sale is on. This is going to be a running theme for a few of these. Uh, their tickets are on sale today. Some people buy them sight unseen. It's a very 
high-end tiny festival with like great spirits and wines. It's sponsored by Jam Cellars Wine here in the Napa Valley in the Bay Area. And they have fancy food. It is definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had at a music festival. So if that's kind of your thing, especially food and wine and maybe some good music. I mean, they've had Megan Thee Stallion. They had a, a incredible performance from like West Side Connection with Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and um, uh, Too Short. Uh, they, they've had some, you know, uh, Brandy Carlisle has headlined the festival once. Chris Stapleton was supposed to. I think he's going to come back this year or he came back this year. So it is a fun festival. Mike 612 Wilson is here. What's up, Mike Wilson? So yeah, Bottle Rock, a lot of fun. We covered it twice. It's great. Also, Muddy Roots Festival. This is kind of their Black Friday sale poster, but it's still ongoing. Their early bird Black Friday ticket deal is on. Muddy Roots is in eastern Tennessee, and it is punk rock, dark folk, alternative country, doom metal. It's insane. And we've covered it a few times, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, they are coming back again Labor Day weekend next summer. M3, for all you 80s and 90s rock people, M3 Festival got announced. It usually takes place in the East Coast, in the Atlantic Coast, like Maryland. Queensryche, who's doing a ton of touring next year. Stephen Piercy of Rat. Last in Line, Quiet Riot, Lynch Mob, Doro Pesh, the Metal Queen. We love you so much. Aldo Nova coming back from the dead. Child's Play, Brett Michaels, special guest D. Snyder, and Night Ranger. Motorin. I love Sister Christian, dude. Doesn't matter what it is. That's right. You just caught me singing. I do bring back Warp Tour. Uh I agree. Uh we we were thinking they were gonna do another. I know they did the 25th anniversary, like a couple of cities, Allegheny Hermit. And uh, we were under the impression that Warp Tour was going to make a comeback. Mayhem Fest was supposed to come back for you metalheads. I love Mayhem Fest, maybe more than OzFest. I know that's kind of sacrilegious, but I love Mayhem. I had so many good experiences. Mayhem Fest was one of the first festivals I covered as a music journalist and with Ghost Cult and even before Ghost Cult. So, like, I really love doing it. And um, I really would love one of those to come back. Warp Tour kind of. There's a few other things that kind of could take the place. The Is for Lovers Festival, which we covered one of those. Uh, Summer Slaughter is still happening. Summer Slaughter has not happened in a while. And also, you know, we've been, we've told that, um, psych, you know, Psycho Las Vegas didn't happen this year. So I think the pandemic uh, has hurt things, the, the aftermath. I'd like to see Summer Slaughter come back as a tour. I do feel it's very competitive out there. And if you haven't, you know, these things get booked a year in advance, big tour, major tours and festivals are booked usually a year, over a year in advance. So when you're at a festival, the next one's already being planned and deposits have been given and contracts are being sent out. So if you don't hear about it soon, it's probably not happening in 2024. And that includes Psycho Las Vegas and Summer Slaughter. I love Summer Slaughter so much. Um, Sounds of the Underground was a good tour in the USA. Saw a lot of killer bands on there. So I'd like to see Summer Slaughter come back as well as Warp Tour. Good call. You got to hang out with Chris Barnes a little bit before Summer Slaughter. You know what? Chris Barnes, better in person than he is a death metal vocalist these days. I'm kind of over it. He was really nice when I met him in person. He snubbed me a couple of times for an interview, which normally I don't hold grudges, but it's like, don't waste my fucking time. I'm busy. 
And, you know, like the excuse was, well, he's like, hi, he's a stoner. I'm like, yo, I'm high. And I was on time to the interview. Sorry. Sorry to be shitty and petty. But uh, Sha Shaquille Oatmeal, you have the best name on the internet. I absolutely love whatever you're doing. Uh, but C Barnes is nice in person. I will tell you that. And I, there's a, a photo I took of all my friends with Barnes. And he made like, mm, like a little cutie, cutesy smile. So I think he's probably not a bad dude. It's going, it's going. We're doing a rock and metal news show. So if you're here and you like rock and metal news, we're talking about metal festivals right now, but much more to come if you want to hang out. That's what I do. I'm from ghostcultman.com and we do music news. Like we are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Roadburn, we talked about them last week. Humongous, another humongous announcement of bands. So Roadburn, which I have attended in the Netherlands where Ghost Cult started originally as a zine, as a webzine. Roadburn is one of the most unbelievable experiences for a metal fan. Underground metal. This year they have Jesus and Mary Chain and Clipping also, but also some of the best artists in the whole world. It's kind of intimate. It's only a few thousand people, maybe 3,000 people tops. You get, there's like vendors for food and merch, all the merch from every band. You can take it with you on the plane or ship it back to yourself. But I've had some of the times of my life being at Roadburn. Absolutely unbelievable. And all my love to my duchies. Northwest Pennsylvania, lots of metal out that way. You are absolutely right. There is a lot of metal in Pennsylvania and a lot of metal in 2024 coming from Pennsylvania. I suspect Summer Slaughter is yeah, so good. So good. Okay, moving along. Takedown Festival is taking place with uh, in the UK with Creeper, Kid Capici, Dinosaur Pileup, Terrorvision, and a bunch of other bands. Um, so many good things. Uh, I kind of put this together last night, this deck, but here's another good festival I'm going to shout out, and I'll mention them in the future as we get closer to it and link them in the description. But I wanted to talk about this festival in the UK, Cult Fest with a V, and this has like quintessential ghost cult bands on it. Dune, Pigeon, Mastiff, who's coming up in a second, 100-Year-Old Man, Conan, the great Dune band boss, Keloid, who has been a top five vote getter for album of the year from Ghost Cult, Sugar Horse, we just covered their new EP, Torpor, Gravelines, Goblin Smasher, Made of Teeth, and a bunch more than they be named soon. Uh, but we'll talk about them more in the future. That's from Lizard King Productions, who have jumped into the chat here and there. So we appreciate them. So just to mention, as we mentioned, UK festivals, uh, this is, I'm not sure if this is a whole festival or a show, but this is a, a Peachy in San Diego. It's got Destroy Boy Waves and a bunch of other punk bands. So it kind of looks kind of like, feels like a festival or a big punk rock show where there's a lot of bands. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, an hour out of New Orleans. Uh, there's, uh, do they still have the zombie festival in New Orleans at Halloween that Nine Inch Nails headlined one year? I Hate God is still going. They've been on tour just recently. They just did it. They're doing a 30th anniversary tour right now. I uh, love me some I Hate God. I interviewed Mike Nine and Bauer several times. Uh, here's some advice for you kids at home. Don't do drugs and don't do drugs with I Hate God. You will be sorry. Uh, I, got a, I got a knee injury at an I Hate God show when I got moshed into the stage taking photos of the band and I ripped a knee ligament. And then I got baked with Bauer, and I don't know what the fuck was in that weed, but I did not re even realize I had a knee injury for weeks. It was crazy. Um, and I love them. I love I Hate God. I love Mike Nunn. So sick. 
They are a New Orleans band. I do love I Hate God. Uh, I don't know if you know this. There's We've been talking. This is probably the first episode we haven't talked about them in a while. I Am, which is the doom metal supergroup featuring members of Crowbar and Typo Negative and Down, just put out their second single over on Black Friday, Cryptomnesia. It's like psychedelic doom metal. And they're working on their full-length album for later in the year, in 2024, out on our friends at Corpse Paint Records. And uh, we have a new podcast interview coming soon with Kirk Winstein about I Am and Crowbar. So you do not want to miss that. Definitely check it out. Moving right along. Uh, Riot Fest, another festival that put their pre-early bird tickets on sale. They announced their dates for next year. They finally... They answered my prayers and they moved the festival to another weekend because Chicago is banana balls in mid-September and they needed to really move this festival to a later date. And so now the festival is the third weekend in September 2021-22. And if you want to get your early bird tickets now before they go up in price, definitely go do that. I had the best time at Riot Fest this year on my birthday and uh, absolutely worth going to again. Lots of great bands. And lots of fun experience. The only thing, if you had to ask my opinion that I would like to see Riot Fest do a better job at in the future is have some fancier cool food because Chicago is such a cool foodie town that I think you need to have some better food options. And they're also having a holiday party. If you're in the Chicago area and you're watching this through the sound of my voice or you rewatch this on a replay, Friday the 15th is a office holiday party. It is free and they got merch they're doing a ticket giveaway on the Riot Fest app. All kinds of cool stuff. I wish I lived in Chicago, but also the hell with that snow. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say this about Philip. You know, we have a reputation of being pretty woke uh, and pretty left-leaning, and I'm not going to shy away from that, my personal politics. But I would say, like, we had a, a lot of conversations about Pantera and Philip. And let's be honest, if we, you know, Philip has not, as far as I know, he hasn't done anything bad or horrible in eight years. So, or almost nine years. So you got to kind of, at a certain point, you know, we forgive a lot of people who do shittier things than Philip. There are a lot of actual Nazis and actual horrible people. And I'm not saying he should be forgiven necessarily for the stuff he has done that was unforgivable, but you know. Uh, he seems to have turned his uh, self around and he's keeping his nose clean. And obviously the Pantera reunion thing has upset a lot of people because Diamond Vinny are gone, but I don't know. Um, thank you, King Kong 331 and anybody else here that's been here and uh, checked in. So, you know, I think you got, I'm not saying give him a break by any stretch. If you're, a, you know, I'm, we make no apology, fuck racism and fuck racist and anybody uh, but I think Phillips kept himself clean. Obviously, Metallica wouldn't even work with him if they thought he was sketchy. They're Metallica. They don't do, you know, everything they try to do is beyond reproach because they're Metallica. There's a lot of money at stake, you know, if they fuck up, they pick somebody bad. So just saying, I'm not defending Phillips' behavior in the past. I'm just saying since the Dime Bash incident, he's been straight. That I know of. Moving along, uh, this is cool. Make More Memories Festival is taking place this coming year with uh, Boys Like Girls, 303, Anne Berlin. We've got some Anne Berlin news coming up in a minute and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and many more bands. So that looks kind of like a lot of fun, alternative rock and some, some, warp tour, uh, some Warp Tour activities. 
I think now that we started talking about Phil and Selmo, our TikTok got downgraded. Awesome. And probably my YouTube will be demonetized now. Awesome. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe to make it up to me since I'm probably not going to be able to make any pennies off of this YouTube video. But anyway, thanks for being here. I don't shy away from the topics. You, have to, you know, YouTube wants to be soft about these things. These are things people post and talk about much worse shit every single day than I do. I just talk about what's real. But I appreciate you if you follow the creator out there, uh, Shaquille Oatmeal. I appreciate you, and I will follow you back when I get off this live. All right, that's all the festival news. Now for the concerts. We're going to bang through this, and then on to the metal news. Uh, Slipknot announced their 25th anniversary tour next year. There's some more Slipknot news coming up in the show in just a few minutes. Uh, no news yet on who their new drummer is going to be. We have a story about that soon. Bleed From Within was announced as the direct support on the European tour. This is going to be later in 2024. They have some festivals booked, so they're doing some tours overseas, and I assume there will be a U.S. leg of this tour as well. But uh, 25th year of the debut album of Slipknot, not 25. They've been, they're older than 25 years. They're more like 30 years old next year, but their 25th anniversary since the debut release. Uh, maybe like 28 years old in 2024. So Slipknot fans, you got another chance to see the band. Also in the big concert, this is the story of the week, Dillinger Escape Plan. We were talking about the teaser last week between Ben White, Ben Wyman and uh, Dimitri Minanakis. And I had been asked point blank, did I think that was going to be a tour? And I said, I think it'll be a weekend of shows in New Jersey or New York and maybe a festival or two and not much more because I don't see this band returning as a full-time touring band. But it is the 25th anniversary of their debut album, Calculating Infinity. And Dillinger broke the internet and broke the metal world when they announced not just one, not just two, but three shows. Maybe they'll even be four. But they announced three shows in Brooklyn in June, celebrated. They will play all of Calculating Infinity with Dimitri. I don't know if they will do any more music because Dimitri wasn't part of their other music. Uh, they have announced some killer bands like Carbomb and Callous Dow Boys and Dead Guy and others to be the openers. And they basically have two sets of openers on day one and day two, and then all the openers on a big Sunday, mat almost a Sunday matinee at 5 p.m. So it's 5 p.m. start time for that third show. The pre-order I heard was a very brisk sale, and maybe the tickets are already almost gone. Is Lamb of God the quintessential American heavy metal band? You know, that's a really good question. Um, they might just be. Uh, I do. I have been a fan for a long time. I have a Lamb of God patch on my vest, and I feel like Lamb of God is surely in the conversation as one of the best American metal bands. Absolutely have to be discussed. I think Mastodon is in there. I think Korn is in there. Love them or not, Metallica surely is the. But they've transcended even metal. They're really rock and metal, even though they started out as metal. And innovated several genres, but yeah, Dillinger comeback. I didn't really think it was going to be more than a weekend of shows. We'll see if I'm proven wrong. I did say maybe they would end up doing Furnace Fest. All righty. Uh, so yeah, there's Dillinger poster. Good stuff. Sleep Token, which is booking up a humongous 2024 of festivals and tours on the strength of their last record, Take Me Back to Eden. They have announced a show at the legendary Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. I think it's technically Colorado Springs right outside of Denver. Honestly, very few bands have played Red Rocks that are metal. Mastodon, Gojira, that tour did that. 
Ozzy has. Metallica hasn't since 1989. So even Metallica that tours more than any other band, or at least they used to, they don't anymore. They have only played Red Rocks once and it was before the Black Album. So Sleep Token to headline Red Rocks is an actual big deal, whether you think they're just a lot of hype or not. Do I like Shaquille Oatmeal asks, uh, you like how Mastodon throws Southern Rock into the middle? And I love Mastodon so much. You have no idea. And I saw Mastodon before they were famous, actually, on the war, like the tour before Leviathan. I saw Mastodon and uh, Castle Heights in Queens for you Brooklyn folks. Um, do I like where metal has ended up, the path it has taken? You know I have. I have been a hard rock and heavy metal fan almost my entire life. And I do love where metal has gone and where it continues to go. I don't have a problem with the genre blending and all the mixed genres and sort of, pop, you know, Sleep Token is doing R&B and metal. And Ghost kind of brought back that Blue Oyster Cult heavy metal, spooky occult themes into heavy rock. And I have no problem. Like, I feel like every year I'm impressed and surprised at how many new cool bands pop up, whether they got a retro sound or a new sound. Uh, I continue to, be, and, and honestly, music journalists and to do what I do, you have to be kind of a generalist. So like, while I have my favorite genres, usually thrash and doom and death metal, and I grew up as like a little progressive rock nerd as a kid, because I played in bands also, and I played mostly heavy metal and thrash, but to be honest, like, yeah, there's so much good music out there. It's like there's it's never ending. And I, I do feel like I am a bit of a generalist in terms of my taste. And that's because I had to become one as a journalist to be able to kind of cover the basis for everything. I get a lot of flack for this, but I enjoy a day to remember. Data remember is awesome. We've covered them and uh you know, they're uh can't ever really get them for an interview, but they are they are an essential metalcore band and probably one of the best warp tour bands. So we like all that stuff. I like all that, all the metalcore. I went to a couple of warp tours. I was like the old guy. Hello, young kids. I was the old guy at the warp tour in 20, you know, uh several, several warp tours, three of them actually. Um, have I listened to Dogma? Uh I don't think I have. I know of them, but I haven't like deep dived into them, but I'll take your recommendation scooter. Cause you're a loyal one. You're a real one. And so if anybody, no, it's all right. I'm here to answer questions. Thank you for subbing. If you sub, you get your questions answered more than anybody else. I promise you moving right along. Amana Marth. This is a big one announced a huge tour of Europe. They already just finished two huge tours of the U S they have a brand new sort of digital single out. Haiderun. From their last album, The Great Heathen Army, they just put out a killer music video. We didn't even get to the, add this to the news part of the show, but they they just put out a music video for their Vikings and Saxons song, Saxons and Vikings, Saxons and Vikings, that features Biff Beef Biff Byford of uh, Biff Bifford Biff Byford of Saxon. Very well done. The song's killer, and now the video is cool, too. Do I think that Avenged Sevenfold are the pioneers of metalcore? I think they're one of them. I really feel like, you know, when we're talking about what is strictly the metalcore sound, I do feel like Avenged Sevenfold... Um, I feel like Avenged Sevenfold is in there with Unearth and Atreyu. People will give me shit for that, but yeah, Atreyu did help innovate that sound. Darkest Hour... So many cool bands. It, it Dies Today is one of those bands. Uh, you know, and then there's sort of like 
some of those more hardcore bands that also were able to do like a melodic style, even if the vocalist wasn't melodic. So Zao and Most Precious Blood are bands that I consider that, you know, like people will say, hey, Breed is a, oh, I love Poison the Well. And, you know, that we've interviewed um, Chris, the drummer of Poison the Well and Senses Fail. We've interviewed Chris Hornbrook uh, quite a few times. And we did a rig rundown with him once that he filmed and gave us. So he's a big Ghost Cult supporter, and he has been. And I love Poison the Well. And I would like them to kind of come back and be a full-time band. It's nice that they're sort of, uh, you know, not doing things full-time. I love Killswitch. The early Killswitch stuff is brilliant. And I, uh, we have some Killswitch news coming up soon. Uh, Michael Redhorse is here. Hello, Michael. So Amano Marth, big tour, big tour over Europe coming. Mr. Bungle has just continues to be in the news. They keep announcing gigs. They announced a tour of Japan, announced a tour of New Zealand and Australia. And now they have announced some European tour dates with their label mates, Oxbow and Spotlights. I saw Mr. Bungle and Spotlights in Las Vegas last spring, and they were incredible. And now Oxbow added to the misks. I did miss Oxbow when they played here in my town. Oh, I love, yeah, I love me some Kill Switch. You know, I used to live, I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing this has been here before. I used to live in Boston, and I uh, I have some fun stories with the Kill Switch guys. We're big fans. Patton with, with, uh, Patton with Mr. Bungle or Faith No More. Well, Faith No More is like my third or fourth favorite band ever. I do love Bungle. Uh, I, I prefer Faith No More, but I love Bungle, and I love specifically that Bungle is doing this like hardcore metal thing right now. Um, and I saw Bungle at Riot Fest also as one of the best bands there that weekend. Also, Cypress Hill, who ordered the London Symphony Orchestra, possibly while high. Cypress Hill, I'm looking at you. Cypress Hill is going to play on 420, 2024 in Atlantic City with Sublime with Rome. That's not really Sublime, but okay. Action Bronson and Souls of Mischief. It sounds like an exactly Cypress Hill type of show. Big question. Are Faith the More and Early Incubus and Red Hot Chili Peppers ripoff? That is a constant question I get. Uh, Bri yes, Brian has relocated to St. Louis because I think his wife is from there. So I know that people see Brian around St. Louis. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't think Faith the More ripped off Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, as, as Mike Patton said, that Anthony Kiedis is just jealous that Mike dances better than him. Uh, Incubus was definitely trying to be Faith No More, uh, especially the science record. I know they went a little heavier when Korn came out and Coal Chamber came out. So they went straight up new metal for the first few records and releases and EPs. But Incubus was really trying to do a Faith No More. And, you know, they're very talented dudes, despite, you know, whatever pop rock stuff they do now. Uh, Fungus Among Us. But uh, yeah, personally, I don't think any of them ripped off Chili's. The Glacially Musical podcast that I mentioned at the top of the show, we did a series on Faith No More and we did a series on Chili Peppers and we compared the two bands. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, also, don't ask me to choose between my favorite bassists ever, Billy Gould and Flea and or Cliff Burton. Please don't ask me. I will have a hard time. Also, just announced today, Voivod and Prong are teaming up for a co-headline tour. It's like the Venn diagram of everything that I love coming together. Uh, love Voivod, love Prong so much. This tour is going to be crazy. Uh, once again, tickets are now on sale for the Sepultura Farewell Tour with Ginger, Obituary, and a bunch of other bands. 
This is going to go on for several years, probably 18 months, they said, just like Slayer. 18 months seems to be the good tipping point. That means you can probably do the whole world twice, including European metal festivals, South America, North America, Asia. So they're going to do the whole world and then probably call it a day. And yes, a lot of people sent me the Max Cavalera was the Cavaleras are on tour in Europe. And somebody handed a cardboard sign to Max that said, no Cavaleras, no Sepultura. And he held up the sign and everybody was laughing. Ha ha he. That's fine. I feel like the Sepultura without Max was very valid. 10 years of that first 10 years after Max was out of the band, Igor was still in the band and made those records. So Igor to kind of distance himself from the Sepultura music he made without Max, I think is not great. We love we love Max. We've interviewed Max six, seven times in my career. I've interviewed Igor. He's really nice and cool. Gloria, I love you wherever you are. Richie's my homie. But I think both bands can exist. Sepultura with, you know, Kisser. And Derek are carrying on the legacy and the Cavaliers are doing kind of this very cool reanimated early, early stuff that I think is valuable. It's a history lesson for a lot of people that never saw this stuff. You can have both. It's like being the kid of divorce. Two Christmases. Danko Jones, one of the most consistent bands in the whole rock world, has announced a huge tour for 2024. The Guess Who's Back tour. Pretty funny. Danko is killer. I don't know if you know him. He's not so huge in America. He's a Canadian artist. He's huge in Europe, as he rightly should be. Drumhard is here. Drumhard 81, excuse me. So Danko Jones has announced a tour. Let's see who else, who else. Teenage Wrist has announced a tour of the UK. Very cool. Knock Loose has announced their first big headline tour of 2024 with special guests to be announced. Europe and United Kingdom. Can the US be far behind? Also, once again, this weekend, Impending Doom is doing three dates in California, including opening for Bleeding Through and Unearth down in SoCal and doing two Northern California shows by themselves. Very cool. Very cool. Mastiff, we mentioned them earlier. They are a UK band on Monarch Heavy. They have announced some early 2024 dates in March. Death Angel's upcoming Christmas shows are sold out with Forbidden. Keefe is very sad. I uh, do not have a ticket to these. If anybody in the Bay Area can get me a ticket, cool, please do. If not, they're both being live-streamed. Each night is being live-streamed. I know that Eloy has been speculated as the new drummer for Slipknot, including by Tank the Tech. If you watch his YouTube channel, don't leave my channel to watch his channel. But uh, he has... Been floated as Depario from YouTube. Another great drum YouTuber has been suggested as the Sepultura drummer. I'm sorry, as the Slipknot drummer. I feel like they already had their guy. And I think they knew they were firing Jay because it came quickly, right? That announcement came lightning quick. So they knew he was out. And they probably had a short list of people who they wanted already. And Eloy would be a fine choice. He can certainly play all the Slipknot stuff incredibly. Eloy is one of the best drummers in the world and a super nice guy. But I don't know if if he they would pick him. Obviously, he's going to need a job when Sepultura is over, and maybe Sepultura, if he leaves, he'll, he'll Sepultura will have to replace him, and it, you know it will be hard. Dresden Dolls played their LA bunch of shows last weekend, and they have one more set of shows in New Year's Eve here in the Bay Area at Berkeley. I'm a big Dresden Dolls fan. Don't know if I'm going to get to go. I don't like doing New Year's Eve. Anybody out there with me that I don't like being out with people on New Year's Eve, I can drink myself stupid at home and 
watch the ball drop on YouTube. I don't need to be out in a crowd with a bunch of reckless dumbasses. But that's just me. I'm getting old and getting cranky. Kind of wish they would end it. Isn't the same anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. We're talking about Slipknot, right? That's that's a common thing I've heard. Scandalous official is here. Uh, let me know, Scooter. I think you mean Slipknot. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. You know, but let's be honest. Slipknot hasn't been Slipknot. You know, they kind of outgrew themselves. And by 2003, they were, they ripped up their original management deal and their original deal with the band. And at that point, it just became Corey Clown and 5B Management running Slipknot. And the rest of those guys are paid employees because they make more pocket money. They got more money in the short run yearly being an employee. Kind of what happened to Dave Lombardo after he quit and left Slayer a bunch of times. And then he was mad they didn't make him a full member again. Probably the same with Testament where only uh, Chuck Billy and Eric Peterson are owners of Testament Incorporated. So I know what you mean about Slipknot. It's very lucrative for them to walk away. They're one of the biggest bands in the world that earns like Metallica level money. And as I said before, they probably earn more money than Metallica because they tour more. Black Veil Brides have announced a big tour with Creeper, Dark Divine, and Ghost Kid. I'm going to try to plow, plow through these. Anne Berlin, as we mentioned, uh, is on a festival in the spring. But tonight, tomorrow night, is their last ever show with their current frontman, Steven. And they're live streaming it all over the web. Um, I imagine they're going to continue now. Speculation will happen. The Amberlin has had other vocalists in the band before. But Steven is going on an indefinite hiatus, if you're a big fan of Amberlin, Another Orange County hardcore and metalcore kind of post-hardcore band. Again, tomorrow night is the record release show for Tess and the details at Bottom of the Hill with State Faults and Strange Men. I may go. I haven't had that great a week. I might go, though. I could use a night out. Moving right along, Rebelmatic continues this weekend to be on tour in the U.S. They put out a single earlier in the year. I love this. I love everything about this poster. Dillinger added a third show with all with all four with five. Yes, I mentioned that. Yep, I think right before he came on, I mentioned that Dillinger added the third show. That maybe they'll add a fourth show. I don't know. I still don't think that's going to be a full tour. I think it's uh, unlikely that Dimitri or Ben would do a full tour. But I'm sure the money is going to be stupid good. So that's usually money talks and bullshit walks. Ben does have a lot of commitments with Suicidal Tendencies, who are also slowly working on a new record with Ben. Kubakon has added a huge tour of the U.S. with Judiciary and a bunch of other bands. This kind of looks cool. It's their first headline tour in four years. So I wonder if they're going to also put out a new record in 2024. That would be kind of cool for you hardcore heads. And finally, in the concerts and tours, Karina Round has been doing a career retrospective bunch of shows, not a full-blown tour. No, don't nothing to be sorry about, Scooter. You're all right. You're uh, you're in the family, pal. Uh, Karina Round, as you might know her better as the female vocalist of Pussifer with Maynard James Keenan. She clearly has a whole bunch of tour dates booked and locked in for 2024 with Pussifer, which is doing that Sasanta tour for Maynard's 60th birthday in April, along with Primus and A Perfect Circle, all touring together. I think it's about 20 dates all told, including Red Rocks, which I've never been to. And that's all the concerts and tours and festivals. One hour into the show. We've got about 15 stories. The albums, New Music Friday, and the mailbag, and then we're out. So thanks for being here, all y'all. Appreciate you hanging in. Let's blast through this. 
And again, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. Follow us on all the socials. Donate to us. Give us a super thanks or a super chat if you're on YouTube. I think you can donate something on our Ko-fi or our PayPal on our website. Feel free to jam in. Hang out with us. We appreciate it. Every little bit helps. So this is this is today. I, I don't kind of fully understand what's going on here. Clown of Slipknot posted this picture of them holding up Joey Jordison's mask. And it was speculated that instead of hiring a new drummer scooter, Slipknot would somehow maybe go out and play the debut album to Joey's tracks or do some kind of Joey video tribute or something, which I mean, they do anyway. I'm not a fan of this. I want them to hire a new drummer and have somebody. Bill the Demon is here. I want Slipknot to hire a new drummer. If they fire Jay, own up to that. Don't go out and play the tracks. Slipknot is too good a band to play the backing tracks. Nobody wants this. I get that there's like a us against them kind of thing. Like nobody should sit in the drum stool as we honor the debut album. You know, V-Man has already replaced Paul on bass. Like you can't go back. And these guys are not coming back to life. So thank you, Brooklyn Miss, again, for your continued support on multiple channels at once. That's really nice of you. But uh, yeah, please, please, please hire a drummer and bring a drummer out. Don't do like the Dio hologram thing. Don't do the Kiss Avatars thing. It's going to be whack. Uh, nobody wants this. Even people who love Joey desperately do not want this. Uh, Metallica Marching Band continues to the Marching Band contest. Submissions are closed, and now you can go to MetallicaMarchingBand.com for whom the band tolls contest and vote for bands. I think the Metallica podcast this week had on the music director of a college to talk about their contest and their entry. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Also, also about Metallica, Metallica is going to sponsor the Metal Hall of Fame this year with Blackened Whiskey. So the Metal Hall of Fame takes place every January. Uh, I think I had the list of inductees here for this year. Uh, you know, Hall of Fames and award shows are kind of stupid, but people love talking about them. Sorry, I don't have this ready to go. But now I felt like I want to talk about who the inductees are this year. And metalhalloffame.org. And of course, I can't find it now quickly on their website. That kind of sucks. But uh, all right. Um, oh, well. I'll As we get closer to that, we'll talk about the inductees next time. But uh, yeah, Metal Hall of Fame. Oh, well. Very, very nice. This is another surprise one. Uh, lost a good drummer in Jay. He's very talented. Dad's amazing. The great Max Weinberg. I agree. I think Jay is great. I'm not sure what, you know, when a band says creative differences, they don't really mean that. So I think they just grew apart as people. Maybe Jay, again, is an employee. Maybe he felt like he could make more money. He's based in Nashville, where there's a lot of opportunities for him to play on albums constantly. And maybe Slipknot said, hey, this is our the next couple of years is going to be on the road and then we're going to take a hiatus. And maybe Jay was like, well, I want more money or I have opportunities I can't fulfill by being in Slipknot. It's possible. It's entirely possible. It's hard to play in Slipknot, physically grueling to play that kind of music. He needed the surgeries, even though he said they didn't affect his drumming. Um, maybe his decision, I think it's illegal, but if he made his decision to get the surgeries while the band had it three or four months off and then they felt like, oh, you might not be ready in time. That's bad for us. 
hopefully they didn't fire him because of that. Um, but yeah, this is this is another surprise one. So I don't know if you know this, but before Zach De La Roca was in Rage Against the Machine, he was in an Orange County, California hardcore band called Inside Out. Same politics and lyrics as Rage Against the Machine, same delivery, uh, but not obviously Rage Against the Machine, such a unique and special animal as a band and really much more of a straight-up hardcore band. So they started up their social media channels for Inside Out, and they posted this picture of, for 2024, which lineup, which makes it sound like a reunion is happening, some reunion of the band is happening, and either it's going to be tour, festival appearances, or some kind of new music. Now, I will say that I was very interested in the fact that Rage Against the Machine, I know that they were ambivalent about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, except Tom Morello, who is a voting member of the hall and has nominated bands to get in. And he was all into it. And two members of the band were apparently not into being in it. I'm sure it's Zach and Timmy. And they didn't show up. And I was a little sad that they didn't at least show up and play a song because they, I think it's a big deal for metal and it's a big deal for them to get in for 90s bands. There's very few of these 90s bands. Soundgarden is not in. Alice in Chains is not in. And they deserve to be in. And there's a bunch of others. And I'm glad for Nirvana and a few other bands that made it. But there's many more deserving. as many, Equally deserving, I'll say. So I think for Zach, who is still recovering from his knee injury that ended the Rage Against the Machine reunion, and there is currently no plans to reignite that reunion tour, which is a shame because they canceled a whole year of tour dates. I think it's very sad. Like in a way, it's sad that he's going to go back to do Inside Out or not a solo album or not a guest appearances on rap albums. And he's going to do his hardcore band, which means no Rage Against the Machine while that's happening, probably. So just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there pontificating uh mick mars has a new song um it's his second single um i think it's pretty interesting that he has put out two songs and motley crew has not put out any since they recorded some new music with john five mick mars's solo record is expected in early 2024 good luck to him uh yeah, I agree. Put your ego aside and just play the thing. It's a great... I know the Rock and Roll Fame is bullshit, but also you're already Rage Against the Machine on a corporate record label. You sell records. You sell merch. You sell t-shirts. You make millions of dollars. You're part of the machine of the music business. Tom is part of the machine of the music business. There's no reason to not go do the festival. Not do the award show. Play one song. Go out there and play Freedom. Go out there and play a song that mocks the them. Do Guerrilla Radio. Uh, as you know, Bruce Dickinson's debut solo record, hey, Electro Blum, is actually one of my personal friends, has just joined the chat. What's up, Electro Blum? I love you. Happy holidays. Send my best to your folks. Love you. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden's solo record is coming out, The Mandrake Pro Project. We already know Iron Maiden has some headline touring announced for the whole world next year. And Bruce has teamed up with Z2 Comics for a comic book series. Normally, they just do a big-ass graphic novel all at once. But Bruce is doing an, a long-running, like, two years schedule out of 12 comic book issues of the Mandrake Project series that is going to build out the mythology and lore that the album comes out. Happy Festivus, Electro Blum, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Happy nothing if you don't care about anything. That's fine, too, you nihilist fucks. Um, here's a fun thing I didn't plan to talk about this, but let's just talk about this for a second. Bruce Dickinson was like, there are no headline bands left. 
in in the metal and rock world when Metallica and Iron Maiden are gone? Like, who is the next batch of bands? We talk about this sometimes. Who is next? Who's got next in terms of like, where are the headliners and why aren't there any headliners? Why aren't there more headliners? Why is it the same bands over and over is what he said. Why is it the same bands, including his own band? Why is it only us? So I just think it's, if you have some thoughts on this in the crowd, in the chat, please drop a comment. Uh, I am, you know, I think about this all the time when this era of bands, you're going to start seeing Sepultura's announced their retirement, you know, Slayer already retired. What happens next? What happens when all these top tier bands are gone? And even Slayer was never like an absolute festival headliner until their farewell shows. To be honest, they really had never headlined. Maybe they headlined uh, an Ozfest. Maybe they headlined a Mayhem Fest once or twice. But in Europe, they really weren't a big. They were always the next band down. Um, good boy PR is here. Hi, good boy PR. What's up? What's up? All right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Almost done, folks. Almost done. Uh, Yoshiki is uh, doing a lot of press right now behind his directorial debut, this documentary, Under the Sky, about his life. And uh, he did another showing of the film with a Q&A in New York City. And our good friend, friend of the show, Ken Pierce of Piercing Metal NYC, on all your socials at piercingmetal.com and a bunch of other things that Ken does. He's a great emissary for metal and pop culture. He interviewed Yoshiki for his YouTube channel. I might just link it in the description. It's so good. I watched it. I loved it. Ken's my buddy. J.R. Coons is here. What's up, J.R. Coons? And uh, Cherry T88 is here. Hello, Cherry T. We're not taking co-hosts for this show because we're streaming on multiple channels. So if I make you a co-host on TikTok, no one else is going to see it except on TikTok. But Yoshiki, man, uh, if you love X Japan and The Last Rock Stars and anything else he does, he's a genius. I am hoping to get an interview with Yoshiki at some point under my belt. It's on the bucket list. Andrew WK has been quiet for two years. He dropped a new solo record in September of 2021 and then deleted all his socials and disappeared when he got engaged to Kat Dennings. You know Kat Dennings from television and the MCU movies. And they got married because she posted about it on her Instagram that they just got married. So here's their wedding photos and or a photo from their wedding set of photos. And uh, would like to, Electro Blum had been the photo photographer for their wedding. That would have been cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know when he's coming back to music, but it would be uh, cool for them to come back. It'd be cool for them to come back. Uh, I don't know why he retracted from public life, especially on the strength of a killer album. He has signed a brand new record deal. So I'm sure he still owes money. He never toured. He didn't promote the record at all. Not like almost no interviews. And uh, uh, saludos from Chile. Chile is a great country that loves metal. DG Dark Art, thanks for being here. Welcome. Please subscribe if you like this content. We appreciate you. This is our weekly rock and metal news show. We're almost done. Ready to give you back your evening. It's almost Friday. I got to go have dinner. I'm tired. So also Exodus, who's just wrapping up a tour. They just did a bunch of tour dates with Fit for an Autopsy. We just covered them in Detroit. They had a sold-out show there. And they are releasing a 20th anniversary vinyl, new vinyl and CD editions of Tempo of the Damned, which interestingly enough was a 
record they did with Steve Zetro Souza. And then the minute the record was done and they were supposed to go on tour to promote it, Zetro quit the band and bounced. And that's when Rob Dukes came into Exodus, then replaced by Zetro again in 2018, 2017. So uh, Tempo of the Damn Killer record, really underrated. Blacklist, one of my favorite uh, Exodus songs ever is on that record. So killer, so killer. Killer heavy metal and thrash. Tostados for dinner. I'm jealous. I got some soft tacos that I made for Taco Tuesday. I got leftovers. A little habanero sauce. This is Caridi. Uh, if you're followers of Ghost Cult, a couple of years ago, we Caridi is a dark folk artist. She's Russian by birth, but she lives in Italy. And she, I would compare her to Chelsea Wolfe, Melissa Nadler, Reverend Kristen Michael Hader. Um incredible singer and musician. She really loves like heavy metal, but she makes this like haunting funeral music kind of. And she just announced her new record label and a new album coming soon. And uh, I'm super stoked for this. Karidi is wonderful and we will hopefully cover the record again. And I will hopefully get another interview with to catch up on the last couple of years of her life and her art. Cause she's fantastic. Definitely one of my favorite things about 2024. Who do I like better, Zetro or Dukes? Well, here's a fun fact. I've met both guys. I've interviewed both guys. I've interviewed Rob for Exodus and his solo stuff. I've interviewed Zetro. And I've met and hung out with Zetro. I hung out with Zetro, Jackie, and Gary when they were one of the headliners of New England Metal and Hardcore Fest when I lived in Boston. I think as a vocalist, I I probably prefer Zetro the most, but Rob was so good and he really brought them into like the modern metal space for ex with his ability to do kind of more extreme vocals. But Zetro is singing better than ever. You know, Zetro is always kind of like a better version of Bailoff. And people don't actually remember that Zetro was the original singer of Testament and he left to join Exodus and Exodus got Chuck Billy. Uh, Testament got Chuck Billy and Zetro went to Exodus. Sorry, he's very incestuous in the Bay Area. Uh, Voodoo Doll 444 is here. Hello. Uh, Deathy. No, I agree. Rob, Rob is just a gnarly, heavy voice. And that's a dude. Listen, man, props to Rob Dukes is like uh, one of the best success stories of all time in music. He wasn't, he really had some bands. He had some music, but really he was more of like a roadie and a friend and a fan. They asked him to come out and audition for Exodus. They auditioned a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people for Exodus. He rode his motorcycle from upstate New York to the Bay Area, auditioned for the band, and he was the guy. I also have seen Exodus with Steve Esquivel of Skin Lab and Defiance as a one-time vocalist for Exodus, and he did a great job. They did a brief tour. That's when Zetra quit. They got Steve in there, and he opened for Megadeth on a tour. It was kind of interesting. It was like the uh, United uh, Abominations tour with uh, two halves of a band. Crazy shit. I uh, Thank you. I, I don't feel like the man sometimes. I just feel old, and I saw all the cool shit because I'm older. But I do have a good, a very good time, and I love Thrash. My uh, One of my colleagues, Steve Toby, the senior editor of Ghost Cults Reviews team, calls me the Thrash King. Secretly. It's a secret nickname. The Thrash King. All right. Things are slowing down. We're almost done. Almost done with the show, I promise you. We're getting to the end. Also, also, Cyclona, awesome psychedelic stoner rock band. We were talking about heavy psych sounds earlier. Cyclona has a new album. They dropped a new single, Liberty, and they are dropping a new album in 2024. Very excited about them. 
Uh, Revulsed has a new album out tomorrow, and Ghost Cult premiered their new album here. I probably should have put this higher up in the show just to give them some props. But if you love gnarly, technical, brutal, slamming death metal, they are from Australia, and they are on the awesome Italian metal label Everlasting Spew. We review almost everything they put out that we can, and Revulsed is killer. Just absolutely gnarly. You met Zetro in Chile, and he was so humble and kind. He also knew all the thrash bands around. That's amazing, right? Right? Yeah, Zetro is a wonderful man. Uh, here's a fun fact that the uh, horrible Los Angeles, uh, the horrible Oakland, uh, not Oakland, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders. I can't say it. It seems terrible to say it. Las Vegas Raiders played a horrendous game of football this week, a 3 nothing game. But uh, there was some metal royalty in the stands as Geezer Butler was put up on the big screen. He tweeted out that, uh, you know, sometimes you get caught off guard. So the only thing to do is throw the horns. That's all I could do. So Geezer lives, I think, in Las Vegas and with his wife, Gloria, and he threw the horns. Geezer's book is one of the best music books this year. It's another great one, Into the Void. And then also at the game, in this other picture, if you're watching this, you can see Carrie King, Brian Slagle, Don Jameson, Carrie King of Slayer, and Carrie King's solo project coming up. Um and uh, Brian Slagle, who's the owner and founder of Metal Blade Records, and Don Jameson, the metal comedian, and known for that metal show and whatever that rock, uh, that rocks or whatever their new thing is with him and Eddie Trunk and uh, those guys. So yeah, fun times in Vegas. If you go to a Las Vegas Raiders game, or you might see some of these guys. I want to run into Geezer Butler. Uh, all right, this is fun. There's a brand new project coming from Hojo. Howard Johnson, of formerly of Killswitch Engage, currently of Light the Torch, and Adam D. of Killswitch Engage. They have a new band. They have wrapped up work on a new album. Uh, also, in addition to Killswitch Engage, you know that Adam has a you know put out another record a couple of years ago with Jesse Leach for Times of Grace. It would be nice to get a third Times of Grace. Thank you so much, Brooklyn Miss. I appreciate you. I agree. Everybody should give us a follow. This is a lot of entertainment value for, for just on a Friday, on a Thursday and a Friday. We, we do our best. Uh, it takes a lot to keep this going, and I appreciate everybody for watching. We're almost done. Ooh, uh, here's Chris Poland, formerly of Megadeth. Chris Poland made a comment this week. You know, he was in Megadeth for the uh, founding of the band for Killing Is My Business, But Business Is Good, and Peace Sells, But Who's Buying. Boy, Dave Mustaine loved those ellipses in the titles back in the day. Piercing Metal is here. Piercing Metal, I just gave you a shout out about your Yoshiki interview, and I told everybody to go watch it on YouTube, especially, and I'm going to link it in the description of this video when I'm done recording. Uh, shout out to you, my friend, and thanks for being here. Uh, Chris Poland said that when he, you know, they had made Peace Cells, and then Metallica came out with Master of Puppets, and he was so angry when he heard it because it was so good, and he was mad because they were not allowed to say they liked it because probably Mustaine would have flipped the fuck out. So. Chris Poland is a legend, dude. He can roll with anybody on the guitar in the whole world of guitar, not just thrash. He's he's equally as good as Mustaine. He's equally as good as Hetfield. He's equally as good as Kirk Hammond. He's equally as good as Alex Skolnick, Tommy Victor, whoever you think the pinnacle, Scott Ian. But he also play like, like can play leads. He can play jazz. Guy can do anything. Um, he really is a wonder. And the fact that he heard Master of Puppets and he was mad at them for being so good is pretty hilarious. Pretty funny the things you think about like 37, 38 years later, huh? 
wild. Uh, here's Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, uh, Foo Fighters are on, uh, on tour down under in Australia. And he, Dave, you know, the things that he loves beside music and drumming and his family is barbecue. That guy is very well known to show up in Los Angeles area and go just roll in with a huge smoker truck and tons of food and just feed homeless people and feed just anyone who shows up. So while on tour in Australia, he just rolled in somewhere and just rolled in with a bunch of barbecue, smoked a bunch of meats the night before and just served everybody free plates of food. Why is this not happening where I live? Actually, my favorite potentially favorite barbecue place in the whole Bay area had a, a fire, an arson fire in Oakland. And I hope they don't go out of business. They're trying to at least stay open through the holidays, but they're going to need to rebuild. It's very sad. That's a shout out to chef Matt Horn of Horn barbecue in Oakland. Uh, I met him or I met, I'm, I learned of him at the aforementioned bottle rock Napa. Uh, BG Dark Art, man. Thank you so much. Feel free to follow us here on Instagram. Follow our YouTube where all our interviews are. And I appreciate your kind comments and awesome hearing your story about meeting Zetro. Salute to you too, my friend. Salute and horns. What a great guy. I'm almost done here with the show, folks. This is just funny. You know, uh, this this old, oldie but goldie suffocation. Uh, look, you know, it's Dave Matthews Band, but it says suffocation if you're not on one of these channels that's showing this picture. I think it's pretty funny. All right. That means it's time for New Music Friday. So let's quickly run down the list. I'm going to put this list up on my screen. And we just got a handful of records this week. A few we've covered, a few we didn't. Uh, records coming out tomorrow for New Music Friday today include Crypt Worm, which is some death metal on the great label Misako Un Ojo, and Pulverized Records Oozing Radioactive Vomitation is the name of that record. Evergrey, the great melodic uh, death metal band from Dark Discoveries to Heartless Portraits, a couple of new songs, a few old deep cuts, some unreleased stuff. That's on Napalm Records, Melodic Gothic Metal, Imperialist. Quantum is their new EP on Transcending Obscurity, another killer label that does just black and death metal. Mavis is a metalcore band on a rising empire. Grief is no ally. Observe the 93 is kind of an alternative rock band, and their new record is called Eternalism. We mentioned Revulsed, Cerebral Contamination on Everlasting Spew, now streaming live at Ghost Cult Mag. There's a better title than that. We were talking about it on the last podcast. I don't think I could find it in time, but it is incredible. Uh, and finally, Therion, if you like sort of symphonic gothic metal. I've never been a huge fan. They're brilliantly talented. Just doesn't move me, my own personal taste buds for metal and rock. But they are wonderful and very talented. Leviathan 3, their series of Leviathan albums. Thank you so much, Kenny. I appreciate you being here. You're one of my best friends. And I'm glad we got to see each other in 2023. One of my favorite moments and days in the whole year. Let me see if I can find this uh, Electro Blum. Uh, let's see if I can find this thing really quick. I'm sorry for the clackety clacks. No, I don't think I'm going to be able to find this. This is like one of the best titles I've ever heard in my whole life. Oh, where is it? I don't have it handy, but uh, like there's been some unbelievable mind-blowing record titles this year. Um, you know, there's been some crazy shit. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all the new music, which means there's only one part of the show left, everybody. 
and that is the mailbag. And so for today's mailbag, I have a special record here. If you go over to the Glacially Musical Podcast, you can see me unbox and re reveal a bunch of records I got for Record Store Day. But one of my best and favorite bands and a band that I got to see in 2023 is Gorilla Biscuits, my favorite hardcore band of all time. Of course, my favorite punk band of all time is Ramones, but my favorite hardcore band is Gorilla Biscuits. And so I got this kind of B-sides record, which is really fun. This is... Uh, we believed this same things, uh, demos and rare tracks, 1986 to 1999. Look at these young guys on this record. I'm going to take it out of the sleeve here. And uh, look at look at the youthful faces here on this record. I have Start Today, several copies of Start Today, my favorite hardcore record by my favorite band. It's on the very cool 180 gram black Vinyl with the very cool, I don't know if you can make this out on the cell phones, but this is a label of the band in front of CBGB's. Not the best for me to hold the record in front of my face while I talk, but just super cool. I picked this up at Thrill House Records for 20 bucks in the Mission District in San Francisco. Old school pictures, the old school Gorilla Biscuits logo, judge on a poster, some, some posters. But like, look at these baby faces. And then to see Gorilla Biscuits, to see them close a stage out at Riot Fest was so good. Uh, oh, dude, they have been, yeah, uh, definitely been around longer than you've been alive. I got to see them in the last five years. I saw them play in a tiny club in New York City, play their, their uh, original EP and demo. I saw them on a boat in New York City. I saw them at a club in Berkeley, and now I've seen them at a big festival. So I'm really proud of my guys. Uh, dudes I've been following since I was a young buck. I love Gorilla Biscuits. Great, positive, inspirational, hardcore music. Uh, especially if you're feeling like you're struggling and life is getting you down. It surely has been getting me down this year, uh, the last quarter of the year. But, you know, you've got to persevere, persevere and push forward and push on. So, you know, that's what we got to do to make it work. So uh, that's it, man. Um, I'm going to throw it back to three years ago when we started doing these videos and we're going to do two more to close out the year. So stay tuned and come back next Thursday and the Thursday after, but I'm going to bring back the shark guy for the end of the show. Sharky says, you made it to the end of the show. So you know what time it is, right? Right. You know what time it is. That's a throwback. If you watch the original ones of these, there's some old G's here in the thread, in the comments, and I appreciate you all. But it's a t as I like to say every week at this juncture of the show, it's a tough time in the year, so please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and stay as metal as humanly possible. Have a great weekend. Be safe, and we'll see you next week. Peace.